Mining production uh, slightly better than expectations at at 1.3 percent on a, on a year-on-year basis, uh, and and increasing by just shy of of, of 2 percent. It's 1.7 percent on a month-on-month basis. Now, bearing in mind, you know, this sector has been particularly hard hit last year, so there were a couple of low bases that came through specifically from December, and they're partially responsible for the uplift that you're seeing on a month-on-month basis. Uh, but generally, a, a fairly upbeat performance coming through pretty much across the board. We saw most of your mining sectors, higher iron ore, for example, PGMs, both are notable large contributors to the headline growth number. Uh, the trajectory for mining going forward, if you ask me, really does hinge on what happens with the global growth outlook. And, and you know, we had Chinese data out, which indicates a, a reasonably resilient start to the year. So to the extent that the commodities demand globally remains relatively supported, this should hopefully prove supportive of our mining data, specifically over the course of the next quarter or two. Uh, and, and, and if that does play through, it obviously does obviously feed into a slightly more optimistic outlook for growth, uh, GDP growth for South Africa, certainly as we kick off uh, the start of this year. Manufacturing production, however, you know, that's somewhat disappointing in January. Our own expectation was for, for growth well in excess of, of 1% on a year-on-year basis. It actually came in below 1% on a year-on-year basis. And in fact, over the month, it actually contracted. Um, uh, am I too concerned about that? Uh, not necessarily. We, we know that uh, December, January tend to be somewhat uh, weaker months for manufacturing. And if you have a look at that PMI, which is a leading indicator for the manufacturing sector, that has moved uh, uh, more strongly into positive, into expansion territory. So for now, I think you know, I wouldn't get too worried about the specific print on the manufacturing front. I do think that there's the, the potential for the next two prints to come through uh, with, with much more positive data. And if that does materialize, it still plays into a stronger view for the first quarter, uh, for the first quarter of 2017 for South Africa, which also then feeds into a stronger view for growth this year. And then, of course, the dreaded ratings agency, Standard & Poor's conference in Johannesburg yesterday, sharing some of their thoughts on our credit ratings. How did that go, Mohammed? Yeah, so, in fact, you know, echoing some of our sentiments, that we know these ratings agencies remain hypersensitive to the growth dynamics. And, you know, they see that even though South Africa on a per capita basis, you know, GDP per capita basis has lagged its peers, that if we actually get some sort of uplift uh, on the uh, the growth side, that that may actually play into slightly better fiscal metrics. They are watching it quite closely. Nothing necessarily to change my view that, you know, for June we're probably out of the woods, but that December does remain a wild card. Uh, Of course, they obviously, you know, did uh, make a mention of the fact that political risk do potentially stand the chance of, of, of derailing uh, South Africa from a, from a uh, from our fiscal part, uh, and that may catalyze a slightly more negative outlook with regards to the ratings. But on the positive side, I, I found it was quite balanced. They said, you know, they want to resolve their negative outlook on South Africa this year, and that can go one of two ways. Either you resolve a negative outlook by saying, Things are encapsulated in your current rating, and they have stabilized, and they've indicated that in order for that to happen, they're going to have to see an uplift in confidence, uh, that resulting in more investment from the private sector, filtering through to higher GDP and improving fiscal dynamics. And that was the, the constructive narrative behind it. Uh, however, on the downside, uh, if our GDP disappoints, if there's political interference, for example, and then specifically a key point, they focused a lot on the contingent liabilities and the drawing down of those liabilities 
liabilities by state-owned enterprises. And, and specifically, if you have a look at that, uh, Eskom was cited as a key risk. The fact that Eskom will be drawing down a lot more aggressively on their government-issued guarantees over the course uh, over the course of the next several years and that was raised as a specific concern, and definitely will be something that we need to keep a very close eye on. So for now, not out of the woods yet, but it's not all doom and gloom. There is still a path towards having our ratings outlook move towards stable should all the cards stack up in the correct way. And then, of course, uh, it's D-Day for the Fed and uh, looking at the Asian markets, investors taking out profits there, Mohammed. Um, Janet Yellen expected to hike by uh, 25 basis points? Yeah, very much so. And I, I think a lot of that's priced into the market. I think if you have a look at the performance over the last three, four weeks, especially with much more hawkish sounding Fed rhetoric uh, o- over those weeks, uh, the market's kind of priced it in. We've seen the RAND move from levels of around 1280 all the way to where we are right now, you know, in, 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 in effectively blowing through that 1320-odd mark, uh, subsequently retracing, and we're marginally below that this morning. Uh, I think the focus will be less on her delivering the 25 basis points than it will be in terms of the forward guidance she issues. Uh, and what am I looking for there? You know, if the Fed indicates that following this hike, there's another maybe two to three hikes coming through. If she sounds very hawkish on that, that may come through with a little bit of pain for emerging market currencies and maybe a little bit more dollar strength. My own expectation is I think, you know, two to three Fed hikes this year, maybe the world economy and as well as emerging markets can tolerate that. If they're going to be a lot more hawkish than that, potentially that's going to come through with some pain, not just for emerging markets, but over the longer term, probably some pain for the U.S. economy as well. Let's keep an eye out. South Africa tends to be one of those hypersensitive emerging markets simply because we're a very deep or very liquid market. Uh, And so when you get these global periods of risk on, risk off, you tend to see it come through very sharply in the RAND uh, because they can trade us easily. And thereafter, once they trade their positions, international investors trade their positions on Brazil, on Turkey, they tend to lighten up on the positions on South Africa. Uh, Let's keep an eye out. I'm not going to be too bearish going into this one.